It took every ounce of my being to find purpose after losing my husband to cancer in 2020. I've put in a ton of work and I am now ready to share my personal ups and downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I am real, honest, raw, and even vulnerable. My hope is to inspire others to know there is so much life to live after such despair and to let you know you're not alone. Your personal experiences don't have to mirror mine, and as a matter of fact, they won't. Everyone's journey is different, and that's okay. My podcast is called Whole New Life, and my name is Stacy. Welcome to episode number three, called Be Okay, Not Being Okay. What to expect today? I will share how I felt early on in 2021, how I managed those feelings, and what I've learned and how I've grown since then. Today, I also have my first guest. My friend Sue will be here to share two real stories that happened in early 2021. She was one of my girlfriends who helped me understand that not being okay was okay. We didn't rehearse. We just turned on the microphone and started talking and having a conversation. I didn't know what story she was going to bring for the episode. So you will hear my real emotions come out when I'm reminded of those times. All right, let's get started. I remember all the feelings that I had, especially early on in 2021, they were 100% unfamiliar to me. I felt like I wasn't in control of anything, quite honestly, of my life, my day, the moment. It just felt like this situation. I had a problem on my hands with literally no solution. It was the first time that I ever felt so lost. I remember sharing with friends and family, man, if this is how I'm going to feel for the rest of my life, I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's exhausting and scary. I didn't care about anything. I didn't care about the minutia of the day. I didn't care about my future. It was really hard for me to even care about the moment. And honestly, it was enough energy for me just to get out of bed. I described that my heart felt like it was broken into a million unrepairable pieces. It's like I had this puzzle and it will never be put back together, ever. That is how I remember describing it. It's truly an unbearable pain in your heart that's, for me at the time, just felt unfixable. I knew at that time I would never be the same. I will never be the same person. I'll never have the same future. Everything in my life from that point on will forever be different. I would wake up exhausted. I would walk around like a zombie all day feeling exhausted. I would go to bed exhausted. And honestly, I didn't want to go to sleep because every time I closed my eyes, all I could picture was my husband's last three weeks of his life. And that, my friends, is just not a really cool picture. But I had to do this. I had to figure out a way to get out of bed every day and to want to care, to try to be in control. Slowly, very, very slowly. I mean, this was weeks and months into 2021. I started to just figure out different ways that would work for me. One way, which really started 
after my husband passed away, was staying distracted with friends and family. I don't think I was ever alone for a day in 2021. I am so blessed with an abundance of the coolest friends in the world, you guys, and an amazing family, both my in-laws and my immediate family, just amazing, amazing humans. And I have a bedroom at everyone's house, we would always joke about. So either I was with them at their house or they would stay with me. And just, we wouldn't do much. I mean, one, it was COVID. Two, I didn't have the energy to go anywhere. But just having a body or bodies in the same house as me was a huge level of comfort. And it allowed me to just not feel so empty and alone. Another thing that I started doing was journaling. I wrote and journaled in 2020 when my husband was sick, mainly for communication reasons. It was COVID. No one could come and visit. So the world wanted to know what was happening. So I would update them on Caring Bridge or send text messages to friends and family. So I would journal a lot through that time. But I thought maybe I should start journaling all of these deep, dark, raw, scary, unfamiliar all these feelings that I was feeling in the moment, maybe I needed to start writing this stuff down. And that started to help. I just got it out on paper or quite honestly on my iPhone and my notes and just would type. I didn't care about the grammar. I didn't, and I look back now and I was writing some pretty raw material. Wow. But it helped. It helped get it out of my brain. It helped me to focus and really start to care about little things in my life. And those little things were the people in my life. My nieces and nephews are the most important people in my life. And I know they're watching me. And I wanted to be strong for them. So I worked really hard at focusing my energy on on that and doing this for them. I'm doing this for myself as well. And I'm doing this for John. John wanted me to be strong. He wanted me to go live my life. So all of this was for so many reasons. So I fought every day to get out of bed and stay distracted, to journal my feelings and really start to care. I am not new to exercise. I love exercising. It is part of who I am. And I would describe exercise for me in 2021 as survival. If I didn't exercise for some reason, I felt it. I needed to move. I needed to get my heart rate up. I needed to go boxing. I needed to bike at 100 miles an hour. At least that's what it felt like. I needed to go run my five-minute miles again. That's what it felt like. It helped me to get this shit out of my head and really get some more positive endorphins. Even fresh air, going for a walk and just inhaling fresh air, getting some vitamin D. It doesn't have to be a lot. It was all these little things that start to accumulate and helped me again to care about each of those moments. And another thing is I talked to my girlfriends. I was real raw and honest back then too. So that leads me into my conversation with my girlfriend, Sue. Again, these are two stories that 
actually happened in early 2021. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. So you'll hear me get emotional. And even just talking about this episode right now, I don't know how I'm going to react. And it's challenging. It's challenging to relive these moments. But I'm doing this for inspiring others. It's scary, and I don't want anyone to feel like they're alone. So I'm okay to share my story, but you're going to hear every piece of emotion. Okay, here's my interview with Sue. All right, Sue, thank you so much for being here. And, you know, we're going to go through some stuff that will bring back some raw emotions, maybe for both of us, but um, we're going to share it with everybody else. So thank you. Thank you, Stacy, for this opportunity to be a part of your podcast. I am so excited and so very proud of you. When I look back over the last two, two and a half years, it is incredible what you have become, who you have become. Thank you. <laughs> I know you saw every part of it. Yeah. So one memory that comes to mind, we were walking on the Fox River Trail and you had recently gotten rid of John's shoes. Oh my gosh, I remember that. And that was really a big first step. And you thought, shoes, how hard can it be to get rid of shoes? And as you're telling me this, you're crying. And you said something that you had said many times before. I just want my old life back. Oh my God, I remember that too. And. And of course, we both knew you couldn't have that old life back. And I think at that time, I just said to you, Stacy, it's okay not to be okay today. Just sit with the feelings that you have. Allow yourself to feel what you're feeling, whether it's for a minute, for an hour, for a few days. I remember that walk and sharing that story with you. I remember cleaning out that closet, putting his shoes in a garbage bag and thinking to myself, I couldn't stand looking at them anymore because it just made me sad. And I thought, all right, I have to start removing things in my life that only make me sad. There's no benefit to keeping shoes. At least that's what I thought. So, okay, I'm gonna do this. and. Once I packed them away and put them on my landing for my other girlfriend to pick up to take to Goodwill, I couldn't. I couldn't even look at them. I couldn't. The thought of, again, the reality of my life never being the same and so desperately wanting my life back, knowing I can't have it, it, it just it was these unbearable feelings. And I just am so appreciative that I could share that raw emotion with you and learning from you that in that moment in time it was okay to not be okay and really feel that feeling helped me to process it better than burying it which would probably come up later anyway right i don't know if you remember this story it was february of 2021 and we were in florida at our condo and you and i and kurt walked outside and we met our neighbors, Gary and Dorothy. Really nice people. And they hopped on their Harley. And oh they were my gonna, gosh. Right, they were riding down yeah. the street. Okay, and I remember you. Yeah. And you said, I wanna hate them. 
I don't even know them and I want to hate them. Wow, I was mean. <laughs> well, you weren't mean. You were hurt. You knew they had something that you had lost and had given up. And, you know, we talked about it's okay to feel that way, Stacy. Pretending differently doesn't make the hurt or the pain go away. And then we just left it and we walked on. Yep. There were so many firsts like that, and I remember feeling envious and jealous or a lot of other raw emotions, and yeah, you taught me so much about just that it was okay to feel that way, because it's scary. It's scary. It's unfamiliar. I mean, obviously, I'm not a mean person, and to say those words just felt so not me, Right. but you told me that it's okay. It's okay to feel that way in that moment. I've truly learned so much the last two years. I've shared my deepest, rawest emotions with not just my friends now, but I've shared them with y'all. But this is helping me to breathe. This is helping me feel less alone. I compare how I felt back in 2021 to today, and I know there's a difference. I know I'm stronger. It's on a scale of 1 to 10, I am 8.9 times stronger. I still have to use these tools every day of my life. This is forever for me. It's okay to not be okay. And my new goal and my focus is if I have a moment, I know how to process, manage, and deal with it. But I know it's okay. But I don't want to be not okay forever. So I'm going to continue to work really hard. Thank you for listening. I hope you go live your best life today, this week, and always. I would love your feedback. My contact information is on my website, stacyryanauthor.com. I'm also writing a book series about my life experiences. I am an Ironman, a young cancer survivor and widow, and now an author ready to share my story to help others. All my podcast and book updates are posted on my website. Peace, love, and happiness, my friends.